Hello, my happy enders. How are you guys this week? Um, whew, I was really close to the mic. Sorry about that. Didn't know if I blew your ears out or not. But, I mean, I'm, it's to me, so I'm going to blow something at some point. All right, um, same sponsors. Let's get the sponsors done so you guys can listen to this episode. Uh, Blue Apron. Blue Apron's super cool. They bring you food in a box. They go grocery shopping for you and put it in a box and they send it to you with a recipe in the box. And then you just do the recipe. You can make people be like, oh, cool. Did you take cooking lessons for New Year's? Is this your resolution? Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. But if you use blueapron.com slash happyendings, which is B-L-U-E-A-P-R-O-N dot C-O-M slash H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S, you get 30% off your first order. Uh, famous smoke shop um that was my phone because i am professional today Uh, i normally record these sponsor ads on sunday at my work um at the chiropractor's office and it's when i've been working at the comedy store at saturday so i don't get home until like 1 32 in the morning and then i'm here for my normally my first massage at nine so normally i'm fucking exhausted um so here a little bit of my life uh famous smoke shop um if you want to relax i don't know like i said you can go suck on smoke on a cigar and if you use promo code hot 20 which is h-o-t two zero you get twenty dollars off your purchase of 145 dollars or more or hot 10 which is h-o-t one zero you get ten dollars off your purchase of 85 dollars or more a handy app i mean we all can use a little handy every once in a while um handy app is the one-stop app so if you need somebody to clean your house you need somebody to clean your pool you need somebody to help build you something basic handyman services anything like that handy app is your app it is a really cool app um they're putting everything together and i like that i like not having to go to different places so if you also like that you can use our promo code app save 30 which is a p p s a v e Three zero and get thirty percent off your first booking. Uh, shoe dazzle, I love shoe dazzle. This is so awesome. You fucking take a quiz, and then based on your results, they send you shoes every month. It is a subscription motherfucking shoe service. How the fuck cool is that? Um, sorry, got excited. Shoes make me happy. Um, so like I said, you take the quiz, send you shoes. You they also do accessories and a bunch of other cool stuff like that. Um, shoe dazzle. If you use our promo code Happy Shoes, which is H A P P Y S H O E S, you get ten dollars for your first box. This is also something that you can pause if you are starting to get too many shoes, which is just the silliest concept ever. Um, but you can pause it and then restart your subscription. Um, last but not least, Dollar Days. Dollar Days is a bulk website where you can get a bunch of bulk stuff, bulk stuff together. So if you listened to me last time for the orphans that you're saving, um, um, if you guys are religious, which probably you're not if you're listening to mine, but you can send them to, I don't know, all your missionaries or whatever the heck they do. But um, Dollar Days is a very cool website, which gave us two promos codes, Happy Endings 20, which is H-A-P-P-Y. E-N-D-I-N-G-S-2-0. You get $20 off your purchase of $200 or more. Or Happy Ending Ship, which is H-A-P-P-Y-E-N-D-I-N-G-S-S-H-I-P. And you get a flat rate shipping of $9.95. Now, this episode is Josh O'Brien. He's an awesome person that I met at the comedy store. And I've actually done comedy with him at this really shitty bar but whatever we've done bar shows together uh josh o'brien has a very cool podcast called 
ah, civilian. I'm gonna, I knew I was going to mess it up. I will do it on the end of this. Um, so, yeah, listen to this and enjoy. And also like, subscribe, comment. I really need those, and I'd really appreciate them. Thank you. The state slogan for Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah, the state slogan for Idaho is um, Idaho, the first step is admitting it. And that is how I'm going with that one. Okay. Okay, so you were talking about surgeries before I rudely cut you off. Okay. What surgeries have you had? I had uh, two on my shoulder. Let's pull these down a little. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, where do I got to go? You're fine. You're all good. Right. Do you want I'm me to new. the face rest too low? That's fine. I don't Okay. I'll bring it up a little bit, I guess, if you can. That'd be cool. We started this already? Yeah. Oh, wow. Kind of. I haven't introduced you yet, so. <clears throat> More? Better? No, that's yeah. good. Yeah? All right. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Get undressed. Get under the sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. Do it. Okay, I'm me. You're me. Yeah, I'm Josh O'Brien, uh, retired Navy CV stand-up comic, morning radio guy. I'm like the Where's Waldo of rock and roll radio in Los Angeles. <laughs> so you wear a red and white striped shirt? Of course, with the KLOS logo. Oh. Toque. So, <laughs> yeah, a toque. Oh. We're going Canadian over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we a have toque. a Canadian. A, who's Canadian? Emily. Fucking Canucks, man. <laughs> She's from Nova Scotia. Ah, don't you know Canuckleheads. P.S. I know this isn't part of the podcast, but it is. We watched um, uh, Super Troopers 2 no. last night. You did. And every time um, that dude started talking, I thought of you, and it made me giggle. <laughs> and then he started talking about the Halifax the explosion, explosion, and I was all... <laughs> I know about that. Halifax. Halifax. I love that movie Goon. You guys see that? That's the hockey movie, right? Yeah, it's the hockey Stifler? movie. Yeah, Stifler's yeah. a, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know. Oh, uh, there's a part where he goes, becomes a Halifax hitman. He's chasing after him. Halifax, Halifax. <laughs> so every time I hear Halifax, I think of that. That's funny. I think uh, anytime somebody says that they're going to go to Big Bear, like yeah. to go skiing or something, I think of the great outdoors with um, John Candy. When he runs into the house and he's all, Big Bear, Big Bear, Big Bear. <laughs> Nobody else gets that reference but me. That's a good movie. <laughs> no, it's still good. I think we get it. It's just not as funny. Thanks, John. Just kidding, man. Man, you realize you are in the position. You're in a very vulnerable position right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a very strong female with very sharp elbows. So all my jokes are funny. <laughs> I'm going to POW mode. Uh, SW1 O'Brien, retired. <laughs> Service number 12345678. I'm American fighting man. I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Some shit. I don't remember how it goes. I'm retired. How long have you been retired? Oh, about three years. Okay, damn. That's not that long ago. Nah, man. It feels like yesterday. I did a roast retirement since everybody here is a affiliated with the comedy store in one way or another, but I did a roast retirement ceremony there instead of a retirement ceremony. Uh-huh. It was cool. It was supposed to be at 8 o'clock. got bumped by Louis C.K., so I ended up being at 10. Oh. Did he jerk off in front of you? Did you apologize? <sighs> no, no, no. He never asked, so I guess he never did. Mm -hmm. he, at least the dude went for consent, but, you know. No. 
Yeah, just, but that's just like when somebody comes up to me and they're like, do you want guacamole on your food? And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, fine. I don't know. Just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> just, whatever. Put it on there. Sour cream. Okay. Coin, show it to me. I don't know. Well, stop talking to me. Just do it so I can leave and cry <laughs> later. <laughs> Why did I eat all those avocados? <laughs> Don't worry, I won't jerk off on the podcast. Can that's I do it later. after, though? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's later. So you were in we'll, Fort we'll Wayne. put that on Patreon. Yeah. And we... <laughs> That'll be on Patreon? Yeah. Dude, speaking of Patreon, like, I help a lot of... I do a lot of fucking podcasts, man. I edit a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. So I like the store. I helped the store. Helped out Don Bears for a while. Do uh, fucking Sam Tripoli's. A couple yeah. others. The Comedy Store podcast is my favorite. Podcast. Is it? Is it pretty cool? Oh, you liking it? So much fun! I've been listening. John listens to it more than I do. Okay, cool. Because he has that hour drive to Port Wyneme every yeah. day. Yeah. See, I didn't realize you like you live down here. I thought you guys were up there. We live in Santa Clarita. Oh, okay. We live right this by is... Magic Mountain. So. Oh, okay. Uh, hey. P.S. You have a rhinestone on the bottom of your foot. So. <laughs> can I take a picture of that? <laughs> on the bottom of my foot? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's just the casualty that happens. When a rhinestone you... cowboy. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? It was sure. a sequin. Oh, did it fall did off? Fall off? It must have oh, no. No. Oh, here it is. Okay, put it back on. We gotta take a picture. <laughs> if that's okay. Sure, go for it, man. Fuck it. <laughs> as long as my butt crack ain't showing. No, 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 no. Okay, just and checking. I need, butt, I need your butt crack. Well, go for it. That's fine. <laughs> I just didn't want to photograph. Ph- photographed. Photograph. <laughs> Damn, I'm that good. Look photographed. at you. relaxed. No, it's, I'm nervous. You nervous? No, it's a joke. It was All right. He's a guy in a room with three girls. Of course he's nervous. <sighs> You're right, and a rhinestone on his foot. Yeah. What are we gonna do? I'm in a very vulnerable position. You are. (laughs) Just wait; it gets worse. All alone, West Hollywood. What will you do? A rhinestone whip. (laughs) You know I have one. Yes, I've held it many times. Holy fucking Christ! What did I get myself into? (laughs) No, but really, the Comedy Store podcast is hilarious. Yeah. It's just listening to the stores, his, you know, the store is like my favorite place ever. And it always ends up getting brought up in my podcast, too. Well, yeah, it's like you always have you know, store people, which is cool. Like, you know, stores saved my life, man, fucking several times. I got back from like Iraq 2006, like, seven ish. And then um, uh, after that deployment, we had, that's why I wanted to be a comic, dude. We had Robin Williams, Louis Black, Kid Rock, and that year's Miss America were the um, USO tour, you know? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and it was crazy because, like, that was, when you're when you're deployed and you're in the field, you got, like, a million things going through your head, you know? You're like, who's, uh, what, is the gun truck's good to go? The comms up? Who's going through a divorce? Whose kids learn how to walk? Whose mind's not on mission, you know? So you're always thinking about that kind of shit. Right. And for the first time on that deployment, that the first time my mind went blank, I could actually enjoy something, you know? And it was, that was when Robin Williams was killing it on stage. Right. Was it pre, or was it during cocaine or after cocaine? Oh, he was sober for, at the time. This was 2000, uh, this is 2007, actually. Because Rick Ingram talks about how. Oh, yeah. I'm, trust me, I'm in the other room on that show. <laughs> <laughs> right? When he. Hey, the one that hey, Robin, remember that one time you, me, and Mitts were up in the hills? <laughs> you know, when he does drunk Argus, dude, uh-huh. fucking Rick's the shit. Hey, hey, Robin, remember that one time? He's like, I don't know, you and Mitts, you guys are doing bumps in the back. <laughs> and and bumps. Chicken Green comes walking in. <laughs> Mike Becker was back there somewhere. I don't remember. 
I can't buy cocaine because you still owe money. Now listen, I, I don't like cocaine. I just love how it smells. I love how it smells. <laughs> I saw one of Argus's jokes on a meme the other day. No. And I was like, oh, what? wait, that's stolen. It was the, um, you know you're drunk when you swerve to hit, swerve so you don't hit a tree and you realize it's your air freshener. And I was like, that's an Argus's joke. See, I wrote that one back in 1984. <laughs> I was on my fourth DUI. I was coming down the hill. And I thought, wouldn't that be funny? Oh, fuck, dude. Argus is such a good dude. So did you start comedy, like, immediately when you got back? No, no. Actually, like, I got back, and then, like, um, my wife and I are on the rocks. Uh, I extended to be an instructor. Uh-huh. So, well, you're familiar with Port Wainimi. Mm-hmm. For those dear listeners that are not. It's where my, my base where I was uh, fucking stationed, and I was in a battalion of, like, 800 people, and they deploy. And then I stayed back as an instructor. So all my friends are gone, and the people I worked with were married, so they got, like, family shit going on. Um, my shoulder's fucked up. about ready to have a surgery. I'm pretty depressed. Living with some survivor's guilt. I lost a good buddy of mine in Iraq. And uh, so I'm just kind of like, kind of like, dude, I need to fucking distract myself. So I went and I watched a taping of Lewis Black's Root of All Evil. And at the end of it, mm. he's all like, hey, uh, anybody want to say anything or you want to talk or about some shit or whatever? I don't know. Just this feels really good. So I forgot what I was saying. That's perfect. So, yeah. Start you know, telling so. me your secret soon. Okay? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, three, one, one, one. <laughs> Diamonds are in the rough. Okay. Just a second. <laughs> Wait, he wants one. to come on stage. Dude, he wants to just come. That felt great. So... Uh, he, at the at the end of the whole thing, he's like, "Hey, um, you know, nice. Thanks for coming out. Uh, anybody want to say anything or whatever?" And I just raised my hand. I was like, "He's like, hey, what what's going on?" I was like, "Hey, man, I'm uh, Pet Officer O'Brien with Naval Mobile Construction Battalion 40. Just want to say thanks for coming out to uh, Kuwait and hanging out with the troops at Christmas." And then he went on this whole thing about how Robin asked him to go, and he he thought it was really cool. And I, we're out, like, I was really appreciative. Still, this day, I'm appreciative of that. And then uh, I was like, oh, cool. That kept my mind off, you know, basically blowing my brains out. You know, because, like, I did have a gun in my mouth the day before that. So, anyways, uh, yeah, so that was cool. And then I went and I watched uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live a couple days later because I wanted to go watch a taping of something. And I was wearing a, a Red Wings jersey. Meet Mr. Uh, Don Barris. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's cool. And I, I remembered him from watching Windy City Heat, which is still, like, one of my favorite fucking movies. It's fucking hilarious, it you know? It is hilarious. And I've done so many setups, like, of red bat, blue bat type shit. If you don't know, watch the fucking movie. But <laughs> I've done silly shit like that because I always thought that was funny. It reminded me a lot of, like, Three Stooges type stuff. And it was just really cool. So he's like, hey, come hang at the store. So I did. You know, he told everybody to go do that. And I was shooting shit with him about he's a big Pistons fan. I'm a big Red Wings fan. I'm talking about Detroit sports for a little bit. So I go to the store, and I'm hanging out. And I'm um, out back, and it was before, like, the rush. Like, now you go to the store, it's fucking uh, assholes to elbows. Everybody's in that motherfucker now, you know? Mm-hmm. But back then, barely anybody, you know, went. So, uh, Steve Trevino, Triple E, fucking Steve Simone. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need a bag for all the names I'm dropping, but there's a lot just, of... Then we, we'll clean them up later. <laughs> there's all these, uh, all these comics that I was just shooting the shit with that I was just blown away to be there, and then they're asking me about Iraq. And I'm telling, you know, stories, and they're like, dude, you should be going up there and, and telling that on stage. And um, I was scared, dude. Then uh, it was Benji Aflalo pulled me in from the main room to the uh, OR. He's like, dude, fucking hang out here. 
And then next time they had a potluck, I just asked if I could slide up and do a spot. And then, you know, but there was like, then it's not like now. Like now the place is fucking full. It's hard as fuck to get a spot, you know? Yeah, back, I, I do know. Back then they're just mm-hmm. kind of like, fuck it, slide them in, you know? Right. So there's pictures of me on stage like almost 10 years ago, which that shit would never happen fly now, you know, if you just walked in and you're like um, hanging out and being cool. People try. Yeah. It's hilarious to watch. Oh, it's so funny. When people call, what if I just give you money? Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, no. <laughs> or the pretty girls. I'm pretty. I should be on stage. Yeah, not this one. There should be a pole in the middle of it. Yeah, sorry, body, pretty body girls. works just down the... Yeah. <laughs> So you, you didn't stop? Like, after you started, you didn't stop? Well, I transferred to Virginia, and then I, I didn't do comedy for, like, two or three years. And then while I was in Virginia, I still kept in contact, though, with a lot of the comics from the store, you know? And mm-hmm. then um, I was getting used to my job. I was an ops chief, so I was in charge of all the construction in Virginia Beach for the Seabees, on most of the military bases. So I was, like, my thing, and then I just wanted to go up. Fucking uh, Bobby Lee came through at the fucking funny bone a week later it's um Polly shore with uh fucking steve simone steve simone's like hey buddy you're funny dude you really should go out man it's midnight <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of like steve simone was one was kind of solid solidified me starting going back up because i really wanted to i just kind of think you know like your comics or your round comics enough to know that it's kind of that positive push sometimes yeah uh-huh. And that negative push to say you can't do it at the same time, you know? Uh-huh. So if you got both those going on, it really is good motivation, so. Steve Simone was one of my pushes, and he has no idea. Yeah. But he was on stage one night, and there was some drunk twat. Oh, my goodness. And she was so drunk, and he kept trying to talk, and she just kept interrupting him. And he Ooh. lost his cool. And Steve Simone... Oh, you don't want to see that. Does not lose his cool. No, but when and you... because at one point he was talking and she goes, "Excuse me," <laughs> and all of us in the audience were like, "What the fuck is happening?" And she's like, "He's like, I'm on stage," and she goes, "Yeah, but I just wanted to give you a joke." And all of like you could hear the collective gasp, like, oh, "Holy shit, she's dumb!" <laughs> and the pitter patter of all the feet of the comedians yeah. running in to see what's gonna happen. All the door guys uh. were like, "Oh shit! <laughs> don't light him! Don't light him! Get her!" <laughs> and um, destroy he, her. He did. He went off on her and started yelling and just calling her a bunch of names. And then at the very end. He left, and then he came back, and I don't remember who was on stage after him, but he came back, and he took the microphone, and he's like, I feel really bad about being mean to you. I'm not a mean person. And he's like, comedy is hard, and I know you guys all saw me bomb right now because I let her get in my head, and I know all of you guys think that you could do comedy. And John looked over at me, and he's like, I don't think I could do comedy. And I go, <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just spit. That was amazing. Oh, and that is the broken part of the yeah. comedian room. It's like when you see a room mm. and they're not giving the comic anything and they're uh-huh. just dying slowly on stage and there's still a part of you that's like, I want to, I, I can break them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if we do this, this will work. Yeah, I can go, I can do it. And that's when John looked at me and he's like, <laughs> he goes, you really want to do comedy, don't you? And I'm like, yep. And that's when he found the haha, and I paid $5 for five minutes and all that good stuff. But yeah, Steve Simone, he has no idea because every time I try and talk to him, I think I scare him and he runs away. <laughs> I've tried to get him on the table and he like panicked. 
Oh. I'm like, hey, do you want to do my podcast? And he's like, I don't like, I don't, I just, I feel bad. And then he started talking about being in a hotel room and how he cleans the hotel room because he doesn't want the maid to, and I was like, I, I'll make the bed. <laughs> like, we didn't want this to be a thing. I'm sorry. I just really like you. And I kind of want to tell you my story about how you helped me start comedy. But okay, sure. Um, do you want me to give you a hotel room? Like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. We can do it in a weird hotel. We can do that. We've done that before. And I don't know if you know this, but I just did Benji. Oh, no shit. No shit. Benji. Like, how long ago? Just like today? Like 30 minutes ago. Well, dude, I'm telling you, man, a lot of people don't realize, that guy, I swear to fucking Christ, man, if it wasn't for him, uh, I wouldn't be doing this, you know, and a lot of it, it's really weird how the dominoes stacked for you to go up, you know what I mean? Yes. For you to get up on stage, like, Barris was being cool, you know, hey, man, I saw him there, it's just really inviting to go to the comedy store, Benji pulls me in from from the original room, or from the main room into the original room, and... Being in the original room, going out and hanging out and shooting the shit with people that are basically like on deck for baseball. You know, it, mm-hmm. it it was just how a lot of that shit just worked together. And then Tommy, I mean, he's gone, but a lot of people don't like him. But I ain't got a, I really don't have anything bad to say about the guy because I never really had to deal with him. But at right. the same time, he's like, I was asking him questions about being able to go up, and he's like, Look, you're a comic, you just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. The building knows you are. You know you are, or no, no, he's like, the building knows you are, inside you are, you don't know you are. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy rattling? <laughs> yeah. Thank but, you, yeah, this is like, exactly, you know, so. That would be a fun one. Get Tommy on the table. Oh, my God. Hit him up. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, I don't even know how to get a hold of him. I know he was Girl. doing, yes, he was Girl. doing Next Stage for a while. He's doing Taco Tuesday thing now. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's amazing. So, you said you had two shoulder surgeries. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Two on the same one, though. Yeah. What happened? Did you tear it? Did you... Uh, So, I was separating concrete forms in uh, Okinawa. And instead of separating the forms, I separated my shoulder. This was in, like, my first year in the military and shit. And then, um, so I was like, fuck, I didn't want to report it because I wanted to go to underwater construction teams. Like, it's basically like being a SEAL without guns. You know what I mean? It's like, there's all the training and all that other shit. I know, like, I'm kind of round-shaped now, but I used to be pretty athletic. Um, It's probably a little day job. But anyway, it's like, fucking, uh, that feels good. But, um, yeah, I I popped it out. And then, a few years later, I popped it out again when I was in Iraq. But, um, no, I I was all set up for freaking going to the school to be a diver and stuff. And that's when I got, uh... I got the console in for my surgery, and then I did the surgery, and I was healed up. And then I was, I had the opportunity to still go for the same diver's school, but I was set up to go to Puerto Rico, and I was, like, going to be in charge of some construction there. And I was like, dude, this is Puerto Rico. I don't want to, you know, re- jeopardize that. And I just ended up loving what I was already doing, and I just never submitted papers to go as a diver, and, which, you know, is what it is. Is that the only surgery you've had? Uh, I had the two there on the, the, the shoulder. I'm supposed to have my hips replaced, but I don't want to do that. No? Not No, I'm not in a hurry to have surgery. You know what? I had a lady. She was She's 72 now. She was 70 when she had her hip replaced. She's walking the next day. She's spry as fuck. Yeah. And um, she's a little odd, but um, love her. <laughs> And she's doing the fucking marathon. She's going to the Boston Marathon next year. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, no, she's she's she got into politics because that's what every seven-year-old person should do. All right. And strike two on why she get hip surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and she just start. She's a ranter. She's adorable. I don't. She doesn't remember what she does afterwards. It's okay. But no, the hip surgery now compared to what it was five years ago is just so drastically changed. Yeah. Well, it, it depends on what part, though. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. part of the, your hip. My dad had both of his hip replaced. He had to eat both sides done. Yeah. Same thing. My dad was Air Force, and he had his done through the VA and all that good stuff. Yeah, the VA, it's the second chance to die for your country. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. But he liked, I mean, he, they sent him up to, I want to say like San Jose or somewhere up there. Oh, cool. And that's where he had his hip surgery. But he swears by it. Yeah, I'm just not in a hurry to do that. Any crazy broken bones? No. Nah. No crazy hospital visits? Uh, not on my own. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, I don't know how depressing you want to make this shit sound, man, but... All right, so I was a I was a recruiter for fucking three years in Northwest Ohio, and I'd recruit out of the school I went to. It was a vocational school. I had this dude. He was a kick-ass electrician. He went to state, and I'm like, God, I want this dude in the fucking. I definitely want this dude in the in the in the battalions I'm going to because he's already interested in, in the military. So I recruited him. I got him. You know, fast forward to uh, <coughs> he, I got him the job he wanted. Electrician. I made a lot of calls to the processors, make sure that shit was good to go. And then after that, I was like. I get this dude in my battalion, so I did, and I called the detailer. That's the guy who kind of picks where you go, you know. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'm in Guam for like three weeks. My my the dude I'm talking about, Lucas, he's in Iraq, and uh, he's like, oh dude, you know, this is MySpace days before Facebook, but man, I'm fucking kicking ass. I'm digging it here, and you know, he's he's in Fallujah and he's doing convoy shit, and uh, so it's like, mind you, this is my recruit. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. I told, I told your mom. Because I sat down with his mom, like, across the table. I was like, you know, oh, no, he'll be in a safe place. But he puts himself, you know, you have to volunteer for this gig. Right. So he volunteered for, like, the, I mean, you're basically a rolling target. You're on a main supply route. It's a big fucking highway. It's basically like the 405. All the time, military vehicles going from point A to point B. And they're always, there's always people that are out there trying to ambush you. Non-stop IEDs and shit. So, I'm, I'm in Guam, enjoying my time, and uh, operations chief's like, Hey, Obi, how do you feel about going to Iraq? And I said, do you give a fuck about how I feel? He says, no, I'll see you in two weeks. So, <laughs> then I'm in Iraq. And then, um, so, this dude I put in the Navy, I have coffee with him on, like, every, like, other day almost, and just shoot the shit with them. And then, uh, we're fixing a road next thing, or we're fixing roads as part of my job. And I get a report that one of our trucks were hit, and it was Gallagher was one of them, the dude I was talking about, Lucas Gallagher, fucking hit an IED. And then, um, so, I guess he got launched pretty far from the vehicle, and the corpsman, which is a military doc, basically Navy doc, looks at him, he's like, Did you, are, you, are you okay? And, like, he's gonna be like, yeah, perfectly fine, dude! No, but, um, he's, he's out, so they're, like, trying to fucking wake, wake him up. And then when he sits up, he's just like, how's my face? You know, like that. And so first thing he says, and I love that story because, like, the first thing he's thinking about is pussy, dude. You right. know what I mean? Like, he gets destroyed. But, you know, he loses a couple toes in the back of his calf, and he's just trying to get ass. I fucking love that, dude. I thought it was hilarious. And so then I'm in the hospital hanging out with this cat. And then, uh, 
you know, the general that's in charge of that whole area is like, you're his recruiter? No shit. Get in for a picture. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what kind of recruiting poster is this going to be? You know? So, but yeah. That was one of my visits for the hospital. Other than that, you know, good dude. He's fucking making bank doing that now. Is he still getting pussy? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he is, because he's got kids now, like two of them, so. Oh, no, he's you have to, any. You have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not he, from the wife, I'm sure. Yeah, that would be. He did it, you know, yeah. at he least twice. It. He did get it, and then now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like the, the theme song from a sitcom. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like, time's up. No. <laughs> it's because you don't have anything in it, because you're so <clears> right. <throat> We're too cold. But yes, we're at Cassandra Cass's house still. Oh, yeah. Yay. So do you have any good comedy stories? Any, like, your favorite moments doing comedy? Oh, nope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was uh, about to kick you out. I was like, okay, massage is over. Right, so, good. Yeah, like, the other day, I mean, this is, like, personal accomplishment. Um, it was fucking pretty cool. Was, I did my hometown. It's Fremont, Ohio. It's not that big, but it's, you know, it's between Sandusky, which is where Cedar Point is, and Toledo. And for the New Year's, like, I was able to do the comedy portion and put it together. I had my boy uh, Travis Kyle come in from out of town. That was pretty cool. So I'm in charge of that. But funny fucking stories was uh, I went to Toronto. This is really recently. Do you know Jason Roush? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was one of the first people on my podcast. Fucking good dude, you know? Very good dude. If you didn't, like, he's a Canadian too, eh? Yep. So if you didn't know him and you just knew him from the comedy, you'd be like, this guy's going to fucking, like, cut your kitten open and gut it (laughs) and then eat its intestines in front of you and then floss its teeth with the cat hair. I mean, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, but in real life, you know, off the stage, he's He's the nicest, yeah, and... It's funny, he's like, you know, they'll, they'll love you up here because, you know, you're practically, like, not a Canadian, but you're a Canadian because that's, I don't know. They're all like you, that's what he said. So he's doing Toronto, and he's like, hey, man, come up. And I'm a big hockey fan, so I was like, fuck yeah. So I went up to Toronto and doing yuck yucks. Fucking go over, go over there, and he's halfway through his set. There's a drunk guy yelling at him about him not being funny. And he's like, oh. So, you know, and he's going back and forth with them. And then half the crowd um, turns on the heckler. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. Rouse just looks at him like, don't worry about it, guys. I got this. And he just lights this dude up. The next thing you know, this guy goes, you know, charging towards the stage. And as he's going towards the stage, like, um, I'm looking at the security. They ain't doing shit, you know. And I mean, like. Because I don't think they realize, I don't know what's going on, you know. And I'm not trying to diss Yuck Yucks because I love that place. It's really cool to me. And I felt bad for the one security dude. So I walked over there because in the old days, like when I, my old days, like when I started hanging at the store, there really wasn't any security, you know, like there is now. Uh-huh. They'll fuck somebody up, dude. You know, the security guards now. Back then it was like police your own. So anyways, I'm talking to this one guy. I ended up fucking putting him in a headlock kind of walk them out and this is the, the yuck yucks guys are like after the whole fact they were pretty stoked about you know like oh thanks man you're you're hired anytime you want to come up you know nice. so that was that was pretty cool i got a free hoodie out of deal so you know another time we're doing uh another weird brawl it's like we're doing tap house in virginia beach it's like a fucking just a bar show uh-huh. a bunch of these military reservists were in doing training 
And it sucked because, like, I'm military. I'm active duty at the time. So I'm like, ah, shit, I don't want to get in any trouble. So I'm going over this table. It won't shut the fuck up. And I'm trying to fuse them, you know, because they already got the military stigma. Like, there's a lot of comics don't like military because there's a few of the young kids, the younger ones that are really full of bravado, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, the whole, look at me, look at me, uh, I'm a badass, but you're really a pussy inside. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit going on. Or you could be, like, the Green Beret who oh, the, with Jeremiah and the yeah. the other night. I'm all like, dude, that guy's definitely, like, a psychotic. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, and the funny thing is, it's like, I, I've worked with Green Berets before, you know, I've worked with most of my careers, like, either with Marine Corps or Navy SEALs. I worked with a couple Raspberry. <laughs> raspberry. <laughs> and, they're, and they're cool people, and you know how you can tell somebody's not a SEAL or a Green Berets, the first thing they do is they tell you that they are a SEAL uh-huh. or a Green Beret, so... I'm a green bird, right? That guy was fucked up, man. That guy was <laughs> fucked up. What a dick. Okay, so back to tap out. Oh, tap outs, yeah. So these assholes are starting to talk shit, and then next thing you know, the table stands up, and they're trying to talk shit to a comic on the stage. One goes after him, and then, you know, it's just like, come on, dude. And we fucking walk, the, I walk these guys outside and diffuse the situation a little bit. And then next thing you know, we all go out. And uh, it's just a full-on brawl, man. There's like five fucking comics just fighting five of these motherfuckers and just fists flying everywhere. It's great. And then uh, Sean Malik, rest in peace, one of my homies fucking pushes this guy over over the fucking deck and he lands like on his arm, but not completely right at the angle where it snaps his arm between his elbow and his hand in half. So I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, everybody, get the fuck. I'm screaming at, at everybody to get back in the bar. And at the same time, I'm grabbing a fucking stick. I'm trying to splint this asshole's arm so it doesn't, you know, it's already sticking out. It's like fucked up, you know. So here I am. I'm, I'm diffusing the cops. Like, get the fuck back inside, man, before the cops show up. <laughs> so, and then, so we, you know, before we play dumb, we didn't see nothing. So I'm getting a fucking stick, and then, uh, which is part of a fucking broom handle. I snap it in half. And then I put it in his sleeve, and I got it right there, and I get some fucking tape. So I taped this poor bastard's arm to a stick, and they fucking, they get in the car and they leave. They're still talking shit, half of them. The other half were like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry, dude. You know, it's like, who the fuck are you guys with? And then I was trying to figure out what train, because I was, at the time, I was, a, I was in charge of training at an amphibious battalion so I'm trying to figure out who's there for training from different units but so many people in Virginia you'll never find it but yeah man so that uh, that motherfucker has definitely got either thrown out of the military or got rolled gotten rolled back from whatever school he was in because I was snapped right yeah it was pretty fucking weird yeah John never went to Virginia but he was in West Virginia oh yeah for a while and he said that he because he plays disc golf and he was disc golfing and some kid in like almost a full body cast in a wheelchair <laughs> is being pushed by his brother who has no shirt on <laughs> and they're just showing up at the frisbee field and John's like what the fuck and he's like how'd you get hurt and he goes the kid in the cast goes, I fell off the roof. And then his brother spits tobacco and goes, I pushed him. <laughs> so, no, me and my little brother used to play King of the Mountain on top of the roof in the garage, man. <laughs> it was hard. I remember when he fell down, he was like, ah! I put his mouth, my hand on his mouth, shut the fuck up. <laughs> ah! Like fucking covering it. 
dude, shut the fuck up. We used to do a thing where when we hurt one of each other, like if the cousins were all playing and one of them got hurt, we'd be like, hit me, hit me, hit me, and I'll laugh. And like, just don't tell anybody. <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble. We used to throw my little brother off the balcony. Yeah. So, like one of the bigger siblings below <laughs> until he started jumping himself. And we're like, no, that's terrible. That We can't do that. There's no one there to catch you. See, I wasn't too mean to Adam, my little brother, except I, I did dress him in a sailor's outfit and lock him outside. But there were two of you. There were eight in my house. Yeah. It had to be bedlam. Is it just you and your brother? Do you just have one brother? Oh, I got a little other time. Um, yeah, I got a little sister too, but there's like eight years difference. My little brother was a shit though. Like, I used to, I mean, you hate your siblings when you're a kid, but now you grow up, you're like, hey, he's pretty cool. Like, well, so as a, as a kid, you know, fucking, we started stealing cigarettes and shit when I was like 10, so he was like seven. You know, just being typical hoodlums or whatever. And then actually, you know, I think about 12, about 12 years old or whatever, we had this system where, where we'd go to uh, Rogers, it's like Kroger's, you know, it's the same same brand but different name like ralph yeah like ralph's and then ralph's rogers damn yo here's it's going to ralph's real quick side note steve simone all right so kroger's has these pretzels that makes me homesick right and so my mail would go to steve simone's house while i was on deployment and he'd send me my mail and fucking kroger's pretzels Aww. from yeah he's a shit man so i get kroger's pretzels which are you can buy at ralph's so anyways and rogers and rogers <laughs> yep so my little brother, like, we'd go in. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's your So my little brother and I, we skate skate park uh, jury. Like, my mom used to throw me out a lot because I was a shitty kid, you know. She's only 15 years older than me. So, like, I'd sleep under the skate ramp when I was a kid, you know. But it was cool because, like, my little brother would go in, like, 10 minutes after me. I'd grab cigarettes, like, you know, five, six packs, and I'd put them behind the little dubbies. And then after I'd walk out, then my brother's, that was his cue to go in. And he'd go grab them all, and he'd fucking just stick them in his pants and walk out. That's how we got smokes. Do you smoke now? Nah, I haven't smoked in, like, nine years. Good for you. <clears throat> I mean, I'm smoking. Just kidding. I'm, I'm fat as shit. Hot. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> so... <sighs> Did your brother ever break anything? Like, did you break your brother at any time? Um, oh, dude, it's crazy. I was in Atsugi, Japan. My brother, like, so, um, it was like, I don't know, fucking my fifth deployment, fourth deployment. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling at Atsugi. I just got this weird message from my mom, like, your brother was stabbed. <clears throat> so my brother's doing, like, all kinds of, he was selling, like, coke. And he was at some gas station. He lives in, like, they all live in Florida now, you know. So he was, like, in Boynton Beach or something like that. And, like, some coke deal went wrong. They stabbed him in his side, man. And fucking, they didn't fuck the wound, as the Don Bear story goes. <laughs> so like, can't they get, it right <laughs> can't get it right underneath the rib. <laughs> fuck, I love Sensation you'll <laughs> never, ever have again. Uh. <laughs> He's the blood for lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, I think we just turned this into a good ab- advertisement to go watch Don Barris because he is the shit. Late nights in the OR. Dude, it's the best, man. So, so, so meanwhile, while we're laughing, my brother's lungs are filled with blood. He, might, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he does live, okay. yeah. So, I don't think I can say this laughing if we didn't. Yeah, so. so uh, comedy and pain. Hell yeah, man. That's what put me here. So, yeah, fucking, mm, that feels good. All right, so he ends up, like, having lung, blood in his lungs and all this other shit, and I'm like, God damn it. So I'm fucking thinking about getting out of the Navy or quitting or something just to go home. 
Because he, he's all right. They, they fucking healed him up. Not, you know, he, like, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, Wolverine super healing factor strength or whatever, but he ended Tony up being Hanscliff okay. Superheroes healing strength. There you go. I had Tony Hinchcliffe on, and he's like, I never get sick. Yeah. I heal immediately. He's like, I'm a human. I'm a god. The guy looks like he's got, like, like the ultimate metabolism. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to give him a super. Hmm? Just gonorrhea. Something, I don't know. Herpes <laughs> It's running around the store. What is? Gonorrhea. No, no, no. Herpes. There's like a huge herpes outbreak it's right like, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I stay away from comics, man. Yeah. Like, that's like, I got made fun of by comics for not having herpes. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that's something you, right. yeah. you make fun of for not having it? Like, what the fuck? So that's like two things that I've always been worried about my entire life. Is like, things happen. with comics and getting sexually transmitted infections. Sure. <laughs> um, no, STDs and like things going wrong with my feet. Because, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much training you have on, on like STDs and your feet. When you're in the military, it's like, <laughs> you go to Puerto Rico and you got like this like cauliflower looking shit. And like, they show you all these horrible movies and all these flicks. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to wear five rubbers on my dick next time I fuck. So your so dick scary. and your feet don't look like cauliflower. Yeah, so I put rubber on my feet too <laughs> when I run. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just like always, you know, make sure you change my socks out as often as possible. That's not what I thought we were going to Hydrate. <laughs> oh, go go with it. So I, uh, go ahead. What were you thinking I was going to say? No, I, make sure you always change your condom. It's like, I, that, I think that's the Funny cool. story. When I was in Okinawa, my last deployment. <laughs> so when I was in Okinawa, I was in charge of like the buildings. I had Hanson, Schwab, Fatima, Lester, Courtney, like. All these buildings, you know, that kind of shit. If something's fucked up with the buildings, you know, we make sure that we fucking, you know, go and we fix them and all that. Well, I found out that this is a common thing. I don't know why. I found out that uh, two Marines got, like, some chlamydia or some shit for um, tr- thinking that it was okay to use a condom and flip it inside out so the other one could use it. Oh, no. Yeah, right? No. No. Not right. No. Well, she said, Ugh! I was agreeing to that. That's the yeah, right part. Mm. All right. So, do you have a favorite story from the comedy store? Um, or a shocking story? Let's do that one. Let's play that. Well, I remember, like, one night, uh, this is about 10 years ago. Like, yeah, one night, um, we were just sitting in there. There's a couple. They're hanging out in the OR, just shooting the shit. And then uh, they just kind of disappear. And they got walked in on fucking in the bathroom that was, like, right at the bottom of the stairs. It's like the bathrooms are remodeled now, so it's Uh not how it used to be. It used to be, like, two different bathrooms. Yes. And they got caught fucking in there. Girls or guys bathrooms? What's that? I think they were both girls. Well, it... They were, I don't, I think it was kind of unisex. It, it was kind of unisex. Was it was it? like a closet. There was yeah. like, it wasn't like it is now where there's like three of them in, mm. like three stalls. It was a singular oh, bathroom. bathroom. Okay. Yeah. And you guys, do you guys know PJ Stansbury? Yes. All right. So PJ, you know, the, like the back wall the, on, on the parking lot, it's like that. It's all cleaned up now, but there used to be all these vines and shit and they cleaned it off uh-huh. once. There's, like, one vine standing there, and everybody was, like, this is the end of the night. They're closing up the store. There's just comics hanging out. I wasn't a comic yet. I was just hang- a hanger-outer. And, um, fucking, everybody was running up. It was Tony Hinchcliffe, a couple other people. I mean, this is back when Hinchcliffe still worked at Starbucks, like, right next door. You know, but everybody else was running up and trying to pull this fucking vine down. And then, uh, Stansbury runs up, 
and then just fucking uh, head over, you know, fucking heels over assholes, rolls down that whole thing. He's like, oh, motherfucker, I can't believe I fuck you. Fuck that fucking thing. <laughs> and he goes back to do it again, rolls, does the same shit. Oh, motherfucker. And he's like, ripped the shit out of his knees, like all Aww. nasty. And so I was like, ah, oh, god damn it. And then, um, I was, so I got the first aid kit and I was patching him up. And then, like, two days later, I'm hanging at the store. Stansbury, once again, breaks a fucking bottle, slices his hand all open and shit. Mm-hmm. There I am again, patching him up. My nickname was Doc for a couple weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even Doc Willis was calling me Doc, too. That feels good. Weird, but good. Do you have... Okay, so how do you feel? What's that? How do you feel? you feel okay? feel relaxed? That's all right. That's all right. All right. Yeah, that, that's right. exactly what every girl wants to hear. All right. That's all right. What's the hooks with everything? Feels fine. good. Yeah. You are fine. Okay. Anything you want to plug? Anything? Any social media you want to hit? Oh man, I had something I was gonna say. I forgot what it was. Some fucking story, store stories. But um, yeah, civilianization is a podcast I do. I talk to veterans, <clears throat> and it's usually a different one. We talk anything from combat to chlamydia. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's about basically everything from civilian world to being a military uh, veteran. So it's there's like this this dark time that we all go through as veterans. And it's kind of nobody wants to admit it, but the second you go from military to civilian, you don't mean anything anymore. That's how you feel. Right. The phone stops ringing. Like, I'd get, like, five, six phone calls a day and, like, how to do shit. You know, it's just what you're doing. And then your whole world just disappears, like, gone. It's just like fucking Thanos snapped his finger. That's, like, that's when you go from that military to being a civilian. You know, it's like, what the fuck? And you're just trying to figure out what your new identity is, you know. Thank God I was already doing stand-up for, like, you know, a few years before I retired. Right. But that's like the the thing is just to try to talk about how do you deal with being a civilian, you know, to go from the military world to, to that. It's not, I know it sounds all depressing, but that's part of it, just how to deal with it. And also like a lot of the fun stories, you know, uh-huh. you know, all the pranks you play on each other while you're overseas, you know, that kind of silly shit. So, and where can you find your podcast? Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all that other fun stuff. All know? right. All right. You are good to go. Oh, yay. Fucking, <laughs> that was good. All right, that was Josh O'Brien. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, please like, subscribe, comment, send me emails of people that you'd like on the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to branch out away from comedian, or not away from, but add some others that are not comedians. So if you have any ideas, please email me at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Bye. <laughs>